are listening to True Crime Fiction, feeding your addiction to the best of the written and the spoken word in crime. If you would like to support the podcast, you can do so for as little as £1 at patreon.com slash truecrimefiction. Trees have long been an important part of human beings' life from the earliest days. They give us food, fuel, and help us build shelter and travel across the seas. In many belief systems, from Norse paganism to Buddhism, trees have played an important part and become symbolic of life, longevity, and the ability to stay strong and firm in the storms we find ourselves in. Despite living in what could be called the digital age, trees are still everywhere in our lives. There are political arguments and debates around the planting of trees, the deforestation of other parts of the world. Trees are part of the paper that our books are written on, the furniture we sit on, and still they produce some of the most delicious food we eat, ripe fruits and crunchy nuts. Most importantly, they clean the air we breathe. When we take a breath out, trees take the air in. They are literally a vital part of the atmosphere in which all humans find themselves. People tend to take trees personally. I have a dragon tree which I bought as a tiny plant when I first moved to Edinburgh and have taken with me every move since. Most plants I tend die, but not this one. It has been with me through my single days, getting my degree, my marriage, pregnancy, childbirth, divorce, master's degree, and every job I've ever had. I hope that I can keep this tree alive until I finally pass. It is increasingly popular to have a tree planted over your grave rather than the more traditional headstone. And if you take into account that for a long time, most baby cribs would have been made from wood, trees have literally been with us from the cradle to the grave. While other ages pass, the Stone Age, Bronze Age, Iron Age, Steam and Plastic Age, wood is always with us. Lots of people have a favourite tree. And if there was one tree in Britain that everybody knew about, it was the tree at Sycamore Gap. Sycamore Gap is part of Hadrian's Wall, built by the Roman Emperor Hadrian to protect the furthest reaches of the empire from the Celtic peoples just outside its border who enjoyed a good raid. The Gap is a steep dip in the landscape which the wall follows, given that Romans liked to build fairly straight, and right at the bottom of that gap, about 300 years ago, a sycamore tree started to grow. The way the seedling grew meant it was almost perfectly in the centre, and the symmetry of the image is lovely. The tree became famous being one of the most photographed trees in the world. People marked important life events by the tree, some getting engaged there, others having their ashes spread there. In this way, the tree became part of the lives of people. 
The sycamore is not, in fact, native to Britain, but rather to the Middle East and is thought to have been introduced to this island by the Crusaders. It was considered symbolic of love, protection and fertility. Then, last year, the unthinkable happened and overnight someone cut the tree down. It was an intentional act of vandalism and it shocked not just the local community but people around the world. There was nothing short of an outpouring of grief from all parts of society and all different ages of people. The BBC podcast The Sycamore Gap Story captures what exactly the tree meant for many who felt they had a connection to it. The director of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which catapulted the tree to international attention after featuring it in the film, is quoted as saying, First Alan Rickman, now this. And it's truly how a lot of people feel. Police, tree surgeons and forensic examiners were called and were seen taking samples. What we do know is that the tree was so large it had to be felled by someone with knowledge of how to do these things and a set of good tools. This was no random act of vandalism. Several arrests were made, two men in their 30s and one boy of 16 and a man of 60. Other than the fact all four were bailed, we know very little about the investigation, police saying they were committed to getting justice and that it was a very complex case. It is indeed difficult to see what anyone would gain by illegally felling the tree unless the motivation was some kind of twisted revenge on someone who loved it or maybe a simmering hatred of the natural world or the attention the tree got. The part of the wall that the tree stood on was owned by the National Trust, who protects buildings and the natural environment for the public. So it feels unlikely that this could have been part of a private land dispute. The reaction to the felling of Sycamore Gap Tree could be seen as just another British eccentricity, but I feel that it goes deeper than that. The tree was symbolic, but what might be more important is what the tree was not. The sycamore was not political. It did not come from a particular religion or belief system. It was not new, but it had stood in that spot for hundreds of years. It was both an incomer and a permanent feature. In a country that in the last decade has become extremely divided, while others stoke false culture wars for their own profit, the Sycamore, where people came to celebrate and mark some of the most important moments of their life, was a constant, reassuring, and importantly, something we all agreed on. In this lack of the Sycamore, what it was not is where we find its most potent meaning. The simplicity of what it represented in an often confusing, constantly chuntering world elevates it close to sacred for both those of a secular bent and people of faith. 
coming full circle from Britain's ancient inhabitants and their belief in the potency of trees in their religion and mythos. The consequences for felling a tree illegally can also be harsher than one might expect. There can be a fine of up to £20,000, prosecution and in serious cases it can be escalated to a high court trial and an unlimited fine. It is likely that many people, given the public outcry, would want this considered as a serious case. And there is the prospect that we could see a trial and possibly jail time. At this point, everything feels a little bit like cosy crime. However, that is not where the repercussions would end. We can be sure that whoever cut the tree down would become a hate figure and the deed would follow them around for the rest of their lives. I would stop short on having them be given a new identity, but the strength of the feeling is such I could see them being on the receiving end of threats of violence. The last laugh, though, is with nature, that thing which humans are both part of but try to set ourselves apart from with our arrogance and obsession with profit and status. The stump of the tree is healthy. And what the vandal did was essentially coppice the tree, a technique where growth is cut back to encourage new growth. There is a chance that new shoots could spring forth from the stump and a new tree could grow from what is left of the old. We will need to wait you a few years to see to if that will happen, that is but there is indeed hope that this unfathomable act could have indeed prolonged the life of the tree rather than cut it short. We all sit and wait and hope for the second coming of the Sycamore Gap. Music is by Kitty Kitty Meow Meow.